Welcome to Planet Surgery, a medical podcast by Baxter Advanced Surgery Team. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast series of Baxter, insights into the world of surgeons, surgery and perioperative practitioners across Europe. My name is Iris Kailleinhase and I am the medical manager for advanced surgery, Benelux in Germany at Baxter. At Baxter, our vision is to be a global, innovative leader in the operating room, providing solutions that improve patient outcomes and enhances lives. Baxter's podcast program is a new way for you to hear from colleagues across the world. Today, I have the pleasure to interview Dr. Nureddin Mesaoudi. Dr. Mesaoudi is a hepatobiliar and pancreatic surgeon at the University Hospital of Brussels in Belgium. He has a focus on complex surgery and research for cancers of the pancreas, liver, and bile ducts. He is a board member of the HPB section of the Royal Belgium Society of Surgery and an academic scientist at the Free University of Brussels, focusing his research on immune profiles of liver and pancreatic tumors. Today, he will tell us about the paradigm shift in pancreatic sand cancer regarding neoadjuvant treatment. So a warm welcome, Dr. Messaoudi, and thank you for sharing your insights with us. Thank you for having me, Iris. Dr. Messaoudi, before we start, can you elaborate on where we stand now in pancreatic cancer surgery and what are the most recent developments and challenges faced today in this field? Well, the past two decades, uh, we have witnessed a significant improvement on surgical treatment for pancreatic cancer. We've made um, advances in surgical techniques, as well as uh, better perioperative management. And this has resulted in a remarkable decline of perioperative mortality while increasing the number of candidates eligible for surgery. I think another important step forward is the introduction of uh, minimal invasive uh, surgery in pancreatic resections, laparoscopy, and more recently, uh, robotic pancreatic surgery are replacing almost all types of open surgeries for pancreatic cancer that we have done in the past. Uh, I'm thinking about laparoscopic distal pancreatectomy as well as uh, robotic Whipple. Now, despite these advancements in technology and, and minimal invasiveness, uh, we as surgeons did not bring significant improvement in long-term prognosis. The majority will develop local or systemic recurrence even after presumed radical surgery. You should know that five-year survival rate has not changed considerably in operated patients for the last uh, two decades. We're still at 30% in five years survival. Um, and the fact that we're still scratching the surface with the regard to tumor biology of pancreatic cancer I think is the most important aspect as to why this has not changed much uh, compared to, for example, uh, breast cancer or colorectal cancer. Our knowledge of biological uh, behavior of pancreatic cancer is limited, and there's still a long way to go to develop effective drugs for clinical application. I think this is the biggest challenge in our field. Once we find more effective systemic drugs, whether it be immunotherapy or or chemotherapy or biologicals uh, will be able to impact survival even more. Uh, so I remain hopeful and, and we must continue with the research in this field. 
Speaking of challenges, uh, can you discuss the pitfalls of pancreatic surgery and what is the most common complication that surgeons are confronted with? Uh, well, basically, uh, one can categorize complications into two areas, uh, medical and surgical. For the medical complications, I can be very brief and, and mention um, endocrine and, and exocrine uh, pancreatic insufficiency, meaning that uh, when you cut a piece of an organ, uh, one cannot expect it to function at the same level uh, with less tissue. So basically, uh, diabetes and uh, malabsorption disorders are medical issues that we have to deal with in the postoperative phase. Um, what is more relevant to the surgeon are the complications that are related to the surgical intervention. Uh, for pancreatic surgery, depending on the type of surgery, this means uh, postoperative bleeding, uh, anastomotic leakage of bile or development of a pancreatic fistula. And I think among all these complications, uh, postoperative pancreatic fistula remains the major cause of morbidity after pancreatic cancer, affecting up to 40% of cases. So it's associated with uh, intraabdominal sepsis, hemorrhage, basically all the uh, adverse events uh, that we are dealing with in the postoperative phase can be uh, traced back to a pancreatic fistula. Um, what is important to note is that we have managed to agree in uh, 2016 on a consensus definition of postoperative pancreatic fistula. And since then, there has been a large uh, number of studies examining risk factors, prediction models, and preventive strategies such as uh, octreotide treatment, uh, special stapling techniques or devices, and also surgical patches. Um, so these, uh, these have improved, uh, but uh, despite all these strategies, uh, the rate of fistula has not uh, significantly diminished. So I think it's time to look outside the operating room and ask ourselves what uh, elemental biological principles of pancreatic wound healing underlie the development of a pancreatic fistula. I think this will be uh, valuable information that might have a clinical application in the prevention and management of this uh, dreadful complication. You know, in, um, in surgery and surgical training, there are three rules uh, that every resident knows. Um, eat when you can, sleep when you can, and don't mess with the pancreas. And this last rule was based on the uh, limited understanding uh, of, um, of the management of pancreatic complication and the prevention of them. Uh, today, we have made the substantial progress in the understanding and in, in the diagnosis in treating pancreatic fistula, but there is still a long way to go uh, to make this uh, surgery less invasive, uh, more safe, and have more impact on outcome. Thank you very much, Dr. Mesaudi, for this very detailed overview about the surgery. Um, let's talk about the current treatment of pancreatic uh, cancer. You told me that about 20% of the patients that present uh, with malignancy are candidates for resection. Um, how is resectability defined? Well, basically, surgeons can um, accurately stage the patient and assess resectability based on a CT scan. Uh, first, we evaluate whether there are any distant metastases contraindicating surgery, uh, for example, in the liver or in the lungs. If there is only localized uh, disease present, uh, the relationship of the tumor to the adjacent vessels is examined. 
Um, and depending on vascular involvement, we can categorize patients into, into uh, three groups, uh, upfront resectable, uh, borderline, and locally advanced pancreatic cancer. So if I understand correctly, there is an evolving recognition that pancreatic cancer is a systemic disease at the time of diagnosis, even among patients with apparent localized disease. But um, what have you learned from experience with new adjuvant therapy in borderline and locally advanced pancreatic cancer? Well, thanks to the uh, development of modern chemotherapeutic regimens, uh, more specifically the introduction of fulfirinox, uh, a lot has changed in treatment sequencing in the last decade. Uh, according to the last update of the NCCN guidelines, neoadjuvant treatment is now the accepted approach for borderline resectable disease, while upfront surgery is still the recommendation for resectable disease. Uh, but the, the success of neoadjuvant chemotherapy in borderline and locally advanced uh, pancreatic cancer has led to some uh, uh, surgeons to raise the questions, to the question of whether administering uh, chemotherapy before surgery might uh, confer similar benefits for resectable disease. Um, if you think about it, pancreatic cancer is one of the last cancers where we're still debating the role of neoadjuvant treatment for upfront resectable disease. Uh, for most solid uh, tumors like gastric cancer or esophageal cancer, even rectal cancer, all have gone the way for neoadjuvant treatment. And this is because our understanding has evolved from tumor shrinkage to controlling potential micrometastasis and selecting patients uh, who may benefit from radical surgery. Uh, so basically, uh, another important reason uh, of uh, timing chemotherapy before the physiological stress of surgery uh, is that it may allow more patients to receive a full course of cytotoxic uh, uh, chemotherapy. Traditionally, only patients with a good performance status and a good recovery after surgery are treated with adjuvant chemotherapy but about 45% of the patients do not receive adjuvant chemotherapy after resection. This is a fact we have to understand and deal with. Uh, reasons for not getting chemotherapy after surgery are, are due to poor performance status, uh, to postoperative morbidity or early progression of the disease. Uh, this may lead eventually uh, to a decreased survival in these patients. And given the large amount of data uh, showing the, the survival benefit of chemotherapy, both in the neoadjuvant and in the adjuvant setting when compared to no chemotherapy at all, it has become very clear that chemotherapy either before or after is a crucial component in, uh, in the treatment of pancreatic cancer. And I think one last uh, advantage I want to mention of giving chemotherapy first is uh, it may allow for better surgical selection of the patient as more aggressive disease with unfavorable biology will declare itself by uh, progressing during chemotherapy. Uh, this will spare the patient the morbidity of a surgical operation uh, that may be uh, of, of limited utility. You have mentioned the benefits of giving chemotherapy first and pe performing the surgery after. Um, what are the arguments against neoadjuvant therapy in resectable pancreatic cancer? Well, there are also several arguments against neoadjuvant uh, therapy for resectable disease, so, certainly in pancreatic cancer. First, 
and foremost is the lack of evidence today. There are more randomized controlled trials in the adjuvant setting and a new adjuvant therapy today should only be given uh, on a trial uh, basis. Uh, so some surgeons may argue also that delaying surgery may lead to local progression of the disease and that a potential, uh, potentially curative surgery at presentation will be compromised at the time later. Um, so meaning that we are losing a window of opportunity. Some patients uh, go on and develop complications due to chemotherapy and therefore are delayed for surgery. Another issue is that unlike uh, surgery, the initiation of chemotherapy requires a positive biopsy. And this is not always straightforward in pancreatic cancer because of its structure, which often uh, consists of low cellularity, high stromal content, and uh, can thus also postpone therapy. About 10% of the patients need a second EOS biopsy, endoscopic biopsy. Uh, to confirm the diagnosis. So it's not always as easy as it seems. Regardless of all these reasons, I think uh, that all the arguments against only will confirm the aggressive biology of the tumor in case of uh, disease progression during neoadjuvant treatment, for instance. And, and these patients uh, eventually are not ideal candidates for surgery anyway. If I understand you correctly, you implemented new adjuvant radio and chemotherapy in your department. Um, what influence do you see on surgery and especially on the outcome of your patients for the procedures you undergo? Well, new adjuvant therapy does not appear to increase uh, overall postoperative morbidity or mortality after a pancreatic resection. In fact, there is some evidence that patients Uh, receiving neoadjuvant therapy have a decreased likelihood of developing a pancreatic fistula. Uh, this is due to uh, uh, the fact that, in, that, that chemotherapy induces pancreatic fibrosis. Uh, radiotherapy does a similar thing, uh, making the pancreas less favorable for leakage. If you look at it on a histopathological uh, level, uh, the specimen shows uh, uh, that there is a uh, A lobular atrophy, that uh, this fibrosis is mainly at the level of the acinar cells, which are the cells that produce digestive enzymes. And so basically this may influence the, the gland texture, texture and uh, the exocrine function of the pancreas and decrease fistula rate. There's also a recently published paper, paper that has shown that patients that had uh, neoadjuvant treatment uh, before surgery Uh, that they are less uh, prone to have pancreatic fistula, but when they do develop these fistula, it tends to be associated with worse survival in long term. Uh, so these are still new findings that we are um, exploring. Uh, once uh, neoadjuvant treatment is, uh, is given more and we will have more data in the future, I think we'll understand better what influence uh, this type of uh, systemic treatment or local radiotherapy in case of borderline or locally advanced Uh, will have on, uh, on, on, on uh, morbidity and mortality in the perioperative setting. Thank you very much, Dr. Mr. Udi, uh, for bringing up that very interesting topics about the benefit of uh, new adjuvant uh, radio and uh, chemotherapy and therefore the influence of uh, these treatments on patients' outcomes. Um, but to conclude, What future avenues do you think we need to explore in order to improve pancreatic cancer care? 
That's a very good question. Uh, looking into the future, um, I think as we continue to make strides towards better treatment for pancreatic cancer, uh, future areas of focus will include uh, improving prevention and early detection. Uh, that is key uh, through, for instance, biomarkers. I think uh, we can also refine even more our molecular understanding of pancreatic cancer, uh, more specifically studying the tumor microenvironment and, and biological behavior. Um, and finally, uh, developing more effective systemic uh, therapies, uh, targeting not only the cancer cells, but also the immune system uh, is very promising. Uh, it has shown um, uh, significant uh, uh, improvement in outcome in different uh, uh, cancers, uh, for instance, melanoma or non-small cell uh, lung cancer. Um, I hope uh, that the immunotherapy will have the same results for pancreatic cancer because we need more uh, systemic treatment in order to improve uh, also surgical outcome. This will be key uh, in the future um, to make a progress uh, in, in, in improving prognosis, in quality of life, in surgical outcomes of the patient, and overall uh, the multidisciplinary care uh, of our pancreatic cancer patients. Thank you very much, Dr. Mesaudi, for the conversation about new adjuvant treatment for pancreatic cancer. It was a pleasure to have this interview with you. And to the audience, please contact us for any feedback or questions. And if you want to be our next speaker by clicking on the Contact Us button on this webpage. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to come back in two weeks to listen to our next episode. <laughs> <laughs>